0: Hi, and welcome to Screens in Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Diana, and today we're going to be talking about Cobra Kai Season 5. Grog is joining me today. How are you, Grog?
1: I'm doing as good as I can on a Sunday morning.
0: Well, that's awesome. I know. Thank you for being so patient with me. I was running a little bit late.
1: No worries. (laughs) I'm Not studying. I've been studying up for the for the podcast.
0: Awesome. I love it. So, our question of the day of course pertains to Cobra Kai. And so, of course, I was googling things and I'm like, "Oh, what would be a good question of the day? People things that people want really want to know." And so, I thought, "Who is your favorite fighter?" And so that is the question of the day. Who is your favorite fighter this season?
1: Oh, this season? Yeah. Oh, okay. And do you want my answer now or are we going to come back to it?
0: No, I want your answer now.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I got to say that I wasn't thinking in terms of this season, but overall, I would say that Robbie is my favorite fighter. Only because I actually used to do martial arts back in the 80s. So when I watch the fighting scenes, some of them are really hokey. Like you can tell, like when Ralph Macchio fights, it's like, you know, it's, (laughs) you know, it's really staged. And for for old guys, they move around pretty good. But Robbie is actually the best athlete out there. And some of the kicks that he does and the stuff that he does is you know, pretty good. And then oh. Tori too. I think she's, she's very athletic, much more than uh, Samantha, who ends up being the champ, of course. Yeah. But those are my kind of two favorite, you know, actual fighters.
0: Those are good ones. And I, oh man, I really agree with you about the, you know, Ralph or Daniel LaRusso, Ralph Machio being staged. Although, I love his fighting for what it represents and what he brings to it. But this season, I was thinking, I loved seeing Johnny because I just think he's he's just a crack up. I love watching him fight. But I was actually thinking Miguel was one of my favorite fighters. I just, I like the way he approaches it. I like that. I feel that he mixes both. Johnny's lessons and Daniel LaRusso's lessons. So for me, watching him was, you know, which was really good, although I felt like he didn't get to fight as much as I wanted to see him fight. And I have to mention Chosen, too, because (laughs) I just think he was such a great addition to Cobra Kai season five. And I really enjoyed watching him fight. All right. All right. Friends out there, let us know what you think. You can leave us a comment on social media, our website, or email at gmail.com. Would love to hear from you on who your favorite fighter is this season. The links are in the show notes. Okay, so let's get down to season five of Cobra Kai, and I'm going to give just a brief recap, and there are spoilers ahead. So we see Miguel go to Mexico to find his father, and Robbie tries to warn Kenny and Tori about Cobra Kai. Sam is on her own journey while creating a bond with her brother Anthony. Tori is working undercover with Kreese, who is in jail. Silver is expanding Cobra Kai and bringing in international senseis. Johnny finds out he's having a baby. Chosen is staying with the LaRussos and is so damn entertaining. And then Daniel is hell-bent on bringing Cobra Kai down, getting both physically and emotionally beaten down. So, Rog, what did you think of the overall season?
1: Very happy with the season. I enjoyed it a lot, and there was a lot of suspense left over from season five. Yeah. so. I really liked the way that they tied up pretty much all the loose ends that were out there. And then I was wondering, like, oh, where do they go from here? You know, Crease comes back at the end and it's like, oh, OK, I see there's there's got to be a season six, you know, and and I understand that there there is a high probability that they're going to have a season six. So I was, yeah, I just like the way that, you know, with all the different conflicts between the characters that they, they kind of brought it all together and, you know, had the kumbaya moments out (laughs) there that, you know, brought the enemies together and exposed silver for the, you know, jackass that he was.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, you're right. I think that they did tie up a lot of loose ends. So I really enjoyed that this season. And what I appreciated was that we were able to see the characters evolve and their relationships grow. And I was really happy to see the fight between Chosen and Silver because I think that's what I was really looking forward to. I think that's what fans out there were looking forward to, to seeing this showdown. And I of course, everybody was anticipating Mike Barnes and Jessica from Karate Kid 3 to come back. So I thought that the way they brought them in was really well done. And I always love the music. And I think Johnny is so damn funny. And I just love his one-liner. So I really appreciated all of that this season. So in the beginning... We see, you know, one of the cliffhangers was when Miguel left the All-Valley Tournament and he leaves to go find his father. And we see him on the board and on the board, we see him on the bus and he takes off. So I like that they started off with that. So it was basically right where it left off from season four. And so we see Miguel go to Mexico because he wants to find his father, I was anticipating a lot going into that storyline. So what did you think about his encounter and that whole trip to Mexico?
1: The best part for me was when they basically, you know, kind of rescued him, you know, and brought him back. And Miguel and Robbie had, you know, their conflict and just kind of brought them together So, you know, and then also the fact that Robbie was going on the road with his dad, Johnny, and and you're right. Johnny is just, he steals every scene. He's just (laughs) hilarious. Just such a throwback, you know, old school character. And, you know, you, you just, he's like the lovable loser. You gotta, you gotta love that guy. Gotta. But yeah, I mean, it was an interesting diversion, you know, in that, plot line in terms of Miguel you know trying to figure out who he is and you know what where his loyalties are going to be with regard to his family and I, I suppose that would be you know the next kind of season 6 plot line to think about is you know when Carmen has the baby and now the two brothers are or step brothers are you know together like where does it progress from there
0: yeah I was actually expecting more to happen with Miguel in Mexico. I was assuming, okay, Johnny's going to go. And I thought it was great that he brought Robbie with him. And I thought it was great to see both of them bond over that. And I liked how they, how Robbie didn't realize why he was going. <laughs> and then he, Because he wouldn't have gone, right? So I, I thought it was kind of, kind of cool how Johnny didn't really reveal to Robbie what they were going to do, just a road trip and then sneaking it in there. Oh, we're going to go save Miguel. So I thought that that was nice to see that relationship because we haven't seen that relationship. And one of the things that I kept saying in the past and all the other seasons was that I felt that Johnny was being a really good father figure to Miguel, but I felt that he was lacking in being a father figure to Robbie, his own son. And so I kept saying, why isn't he looking for him? Why isn't he going to find him? And so I felt like he actually did it this season. He was actually being a really good father to his son, Robbie. And so I really appreciated seeing those two bond and then in watching Miguel in Mexico and finding out about his father, I just thought, yeah, his father was a bad guy, but I thought he was going to be worse. I thought it, I thought the cartel might be brought in. I thought, oh my gosh, they're all going to have to fight to get out of the grips of these people. And so I thought that they were all three going to have to fight their way out, but it didn't quite happen like that. But they did have some funny scenes in there with, you know, how their car got towed away and they had to have that pepper eating contest to win the money back to get their car out of storage. I thought that was hilarious, and how they used that pepper. I, it was silly, but how they used that pepper when they were at the at the it was at the MMA fighting rink. I can't. I don't know what that was particularly. That Hector owned that place, but I, oh, I just, oh
1: yeah. I, I yeah. forgotten about that. Yeah. It was so, I don't know, it's like a lot of stuff in this show that's <laughs> so contrived and kind of so kind of right. stupid that you just have to laugh, you know. That's the best type I of know. entertainment. It's predictable, you know, in some ways and juvenile, but what else do you expect?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, but I also, I liked it at the very end, of course, when Miguel realizes that his father isn't who he thinks he is and turns around to leave. And of course, Johnny's there. And I just, of course, I always love the sappy moments when everybody hugs and, and, uh, you know, they reunite and everything is good. And I don't know, it just, I I just really appreciate their relationship between Miguel and Johnny. And Also, Robbie witnessing that and seeing that connection and not being jealous about it. Accepting that for what it is and, you know, for all of them just moving ahead in their relationship. So I really like that. And in saying that, wait a minute, I do want to say one more thing about their trip to Mexico, the Australian... And the other guys on the beach, that was so, again, you're right. When you said, you know, it's kind of cheesy, they throw these things that are contrived in there. And so that's what happened there too, right? But it, it was pretty hilarious, right? So they those guys had stolen Miguel's money and his bag and everything. And then here we go. We see Johnny and Robbie meet up with the same guys. And of course, they get to fight together. So that was another bonding experience, right? Watching them fight together. But in those relationships, we see a lot of other relationships move forward. And that's what I noticed in this season. I felt like finally so many relationships moved forward. So many that had, you know, repeatedly had issues through, you know, one through four. So what did you think about any of their relationships in this season?
1: I got to say that I don't really think too much about the relationships that deeply, you know, and the way the relationship shifted throughout all the seasons. At one point, Miguel was Samantha's boyfriend and then Robbie was her boyfriend and then they were both with Tori. And then at the end, (laughs) they kind of end up back, you know, Miguel and and Sam and Tori and Robbie, you know, they kiss at the end. So, yeah, I don't know how, how else they want to play that, you know, with Robbie kind of being in some ways having two dads, you know, Daniel kind of turns into his dad for a, a time. And then, johnny ends up being his dad which he should have been to begin with so it's interesting how they play those kind of those roles and those characters and how they kind of have the tension between them and it's continually shifting you know you just don't know what to expect from from season to season at one point they're enemies you know but then you know you you ultimately expect them to be friends. You know, that's what you're you're waiting for as a fan right. is, is like, you know, these, you know, they, they want to kill each other. But then, you know, at the end, it's like, yeah, but they're, they're fighting for, you know, the Miyagi verse, you know, they all adapt, you know, Mr. Miyagi's philosophy and, and that's what you want them to do. Oh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So just
0: pointing to my shirt that says Miyagi-Do, that's all. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, that whole thing about martial arts is that, you know, it's supposed to be self-defense. And the fact that Cobra Kai is all about, you know, crushing your enemy and, you know, destroying people and just doing whatever it takes to to win and no honor and i don't know any you know martial arts systems that teach that outside of, i mean of traditional martial arts i mean if you look at what goes on with stuff like mma and that type of stuff where you know there's a lot of money involved and it's not about so much about honor it is about just you know trying to just cripple the other person <laughs> and the the bloodlust that we have in in our world for watching You know, man's inhumanity to man is just so prevalent that I don't think people really think about it. But having studied martial arts, that's what it's all about. It's supposed to be about self-defense and people that... Take martial arts, thinking that they're going to, you know, become some superhero or something, or it's going to help them to get over on people some way. To if they're going to use it to bully people, the universe kind of has a way of bringing those people back to earth, and I think that's what we we see in Cobra Kai is that the the bad systems, you know, the 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 you know, good wins out over evil. So that's the you know, what you expect out of Cobra Kai out of the Karate Kid.
0: Yeah, I love that. I did not know you had done some martial arts. We'll have to talk about that further at another time because I'm interested in knowing more about that. So with the relationships for me, I was really happy to see so much individual growth that gave way to each of them reacting differently. That's what I really noticed because just even with Daniel and Johnny, they were always at odds the last four seasons, of course, because that's what it's all about, right? That's what we've been watching. That's why we first tuned in. And so we could see both their sides and we could see both of them being stubborn. And so even though in the past seasons, we've seen them at odds and then they make up and then they're at odds again and then they make up, but then they're kind of like giving each other the side eye. I really felt like this season, it there was a really big breakthrough and I just saw them each react differently. They just did. They finally get it. And so we had been waiting for it last season. We talked about it. And so I was really happy to see the season that they have moved on because that's what you want people to do. And it's like when you keep seeing the same thing circle around and around, you're like, okay, already, are you going to have any forward movement? So I was really happy to see that they reacted differently. And I also feel that happened with Robbie and Miguel. And what I did like was that they still did have tension throughout the season, but it wasn't until they actually fought it out, which I loved that moment. And I think I might be jumping ahead of myself at this time. I just felt like that was what they needed. And I was glad that Johnny kept trying, you know, trying to get at both of them because he loves them both, right? He loves Robbie. That's his son. But he also loves Miguel. That is the son of his baby mama, right? <laughs> of Carmen. That's Carmen's son. So I, yeah. So I really appreciated those relationships. And of course, toward the end there, we also see with Sam and Tori, because we also see a shift in Tori this season, because I haven't really liked Tori that much, because she's just always been just out for herself and just that look that she always gives. And so now we finally see her because she won the All-Valley. And then she realizes she really didn't win the All-Valley when she saw that the referee was paid off by Silver at the end of last season. And so we see a shift in her too. So I loved seeing all these relationships and how their individual growth has helped to shape them. So that's what I was thought was really cool with them.
1: I concur. I would say that, you know, the relationship with Miguel and Robbie, with all the tension that they had, and then you think about, you know, the jealousies that exist when you starting start adding, you know, a stepson or a stepfather, a stepmother to a relationship. And so... Yeah. Johnny is more Miguel's dad in all the other seasons than he is Robbie's. Right. right? Uh And then the fight that they had together that was contrived by Johnny was just brilliant. And, you know, I I have to say that as a dad, when, you know, your kids fight, you know, I think, you know, the first impulse is to like, you just want to break them up, you know, because you don't want them to get hurt. But then when they're always fighting and, you know, you can't stop it, then I have to admit that there was one time when my my two sons, and they're very close in age, one year apart, and this is actually after they had been studying martial arts, too, because our whole family did martial arts. And so I want to say they were like, I don't know, like six or seven years old, and they started fighting. And then they kind of like looked at me like, you know, like I just watched them, you know, for the first time, like, OK, just go ahead. You know, and they do it. I could see them like looking at me like, are you going to stop this dad? And I was like, no, I'm you know, like you guys want to fight? Go ahead. And Hunter, my oldest son, being s- so much bigger than than Tyler, you know, I was kind of worried about the fact that, you know, he was going to hurt his little brother, but. Tyler had some interesting, you know, skills himself that he had adapted with speed. And so he was uh, faster than Hunter. Yeah. And so they really got into it and then Hunter grabbed him and, and like had him pinned down, his head was pinned in like this. And all of a sudden Hunter starts screaming because Tyler bit him in the stomach (laughs) and Hunter still has a a scar on his stomach to (gasps) this day. No,
0: really? His brother's
1: teeth. So I really identified with that scene because, you know, it's like you don't want your kids to be hurt, but then, you know, how do you learn to stop being violent? You know, if you have violent tendencies and people, I think martial arts is a great thing for people who have like anger management issues and think that they're, yeah. you know, really badass people. It's a very humbling experience, no matter how, you know, badass you are. And if you go into competition, you're always going to find out that there's somebody else out there that can like kick your ass. Yeah. And so it makes you respect them. And, and if you like, you think about some of the people that, that do study martial arts and and I look at a character like Hawk who had mm-hmm. the the yeah. the cleft lip and you know was you know all the interesting hair and stuff and then Dimitri too you know the kind of geeky guy that was yeah. always expected to get his butt kicked but then he you know develops some moxie in the end too so uh that's what I kind of got out of the the show is how the uh characters who were um, bullies in some way, or just you know dweebs, whatever you want to care, call them. Just you know, and mm-hmm. then how martial arts kind of shaped their character. And I think season six, you know, we've got to see where we go with with Kenny because we didn't get to tie up enough, tie off enough loose ends with him. But one other thing I want to talk about is the the tension between Sam and Tori because that was an ongoing thing. And Tori was always a really good villain who you kind of didn't want to root for. But then Sam was, I don't know, I I thought she was kind of bratty too, you know, at the beginning, you know, that, that we had that with her. And then you always thought that Sam and Tori would, you know, kind of bury the hatchet, you know, but it seemed like, one of them was always sabotaging that possibility mm-hmm. until the end where we saw that, oh, okay, that I was really expecting when Tori told Sam that, you know, the the fight had been fixed. Right. I thought that was going to blow up and it didn't, you know, and they ended up, you know, getting along. So that, that was interesting how they tied all that stuff up.
0: Yeah. Well, at first it didn't. It, Sam was fighting her after she found out, right? Mm -hmm. Because she's like, oh, you didn't say anything. And you know what my dad went through and my family went through and you didn't speak up. And so I was actually surprised that she got mad, but then I guess it seemed like an honest reaction also. And then it took for Miguel to tell her how are you going to react to this? You, you know this now. She didn't have to tell you. Do you know how hard that was for her to tell you? And it took Sam to absorb that and then change how she was going to react this time. So so I liked how they handled it because she was mad at first at Tori, and then she came around. And that's when they all decided to work together, which I loved. See, I love that. See See how important all these relationships are? They are just also cool. And I'm I was so glad that you brought up Eli and Dimitri because I love their relationship too. I just, I really like them both. They're crack up. And also you were bringing up your own experience and with the kids. And I love that they each have their own strength, right? And that, that is representative of what Cobra Kai shows us, right? Like some people are bigger and like even silver, right? He towers over everybody and he's always beating them up. And I'm thinking, damn it. Cause he's, he's really, he's pretty good. Right. I like that damn silver one. He's pretty good at it. And then he's bigger. So he can just, you know, he's looking down at everybody he talks to. And so anyway, when you were talking about the strengths of your, your kids and how you use different things to adapt so that something that may be you may think is a weakness, it really isn't. It, you know, you if you use it correctly or you know how to use it, it becomes a strength. And so that actually happened with Kenny, right? In Cobra Kai, because he's quick because he's little. He's really quick. And that is one of his strengths is that he is really fast. And even seeing him fight, I'm like, damn, that Kenny is fast. So in saying that, let's talk about Cobra Kai training and silver and crease and all of that. What do you think about the whole Cobra Kai world?
1: Interesting. You know, you have to have discipline when you do martial arts, but not having sportsmanship is just, you know, I can't even imagine it, you know, who would teach violence. I mean, I guess like if you think about what they teach people in the military, you know, if you're you know, you're in special forces or something like that, then Mm -hmm. um, I guess they have their code of honor that they're supposed to stick to. But then they're also teaching people to kill and maim. I mean, that's the objective of martial arts is if you're trying to defend yourself is to use as much force is necessary to extricate yourself from whatever conflict you're in. But then at some point, the question becomes, well, is it life or death? Like if I don't throw this technique to the full force that it needs to be thrown at, what's the point? I mean, for example, if you're a smaller person – and someone attacks you and maybe they have more skills than you, too. So, you know, in martial arts, you know, you have some really, you know, basic targets that you shoot for. So one would be the knee if you want to take somebody out so they can't come after you. Mm -hmm. The groin is always a good target if you want to, you know, disable them and maybe leave some permanent damage. The solar plexus, Another good target just to stop the person from breathing. And then there's the throat if you want to do really some heavy damage and risk killing the person. And then the eyeball is always a good target too. So, you know, those are the things that you get taught in martial arts. Like you have, you know, a weapon, which is, you know, either like a kick, a punch, an eye jab, a block. You have a target, you know. If you're gonna throw that that weapon, where are you aiming at? And then you have accuracy and speed, and those are the elements that you teach people in martial arts. Is you know to kind of learn all those different techniques, and then when you're in an actual situation where you're you're fighting, you know, when you're when you're starting out at first, you just kind of just chipping along doing you know punch punch kick kick but then once you you get get some time under your your belt in terms of of studying martial arts and you get fluidity and just like any sport you're not thinking about it you're reacting all the training that you've done is now you know just kind of you're just you're just in the moment you're not thinking about it you know and so when you look at what they're trying to teach within both schools of cobra kai and miyagi do they're they're teaching those elements but miyagi do is about peace and you know right. and 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 helping people and you know cobra kai is just about you know war and you know winning at all costs so that's the 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 conflict that i i really enjoy in, in Cobra Kai is, you know, again, the forces of good versus evil.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I like my lesson. <laughs> I like my lesson because I've never taken martial arts. and I thought, oh, kick them there. Yeah, you're right. And oh, that's good to know. And so I love that. I love that rundown. Thanks, Grog, for that. So since I don't know any of those things, in thinking about Cobra Kai, I'm thinking... Well, I'm thinking about Kreese because he, of course, Johnny had Cobra Kai first and then it came over to Kreese and now it's with Silver. But thinking about Kreese, he's in jail now. And so, and of course, we see him there and trying to adapt there, which he does actually pretty well there. Actually, I loved watching him fight the other inmates and how they were showing his younger self. I thought that was brilliant. I'm thinking, oh, I love this, right? Because we've seen him fight in Cobra Kai in the earlier seasons. And you're like, okay, that's not him, right? Because you could you could see they're trying to make it look like him, but he's not that agile when he walks around. And it's, you know, his stand-in when he is, or a stunt double when he's fighting. And I thought, this, this looks fake, right? So I loved that they put, his younger version in. I thought that that was such a good idea. And so because it shows basically why how we see ourselves, right? how we we never see ourselves aging. We see ourselves how, you know, how we perceive ourselves, and usually it's our younger selves. So I just love that we saw that, and that we saw him getting along in prison and figuring out his ways and using his strengths to figure out his way out of there and how he decides to escape. So I loved seeing Crease in that way. I like that they kept revisiting him in jail until the end when we see him finally escape. So I really liked that part. And I also liked in Cobra Kai seeing Tori and Devin. Because, and I couldn't remember. I watched it the first time and then I went and rewatched it the second time. But before I rewatched it the second time, I kept thinking to myself, how did Devin get to Cobra Kai? Because she was part of Eagle Fang, right? It was Johnny's student. And so, and then I saw it was because Silver went and took over Topanga Karate. And she was one of the students there. Because of course, here we see Silver buying everything out. He has all this money. He has all this power because he has taken over Cobra Kai and he's paying off people. He's paying off Stingray. He's paying off the refs. He's bringing in this these international senseis. And so he, so Tori is there with Devin. And I like that we get to see, like I said, we get to see Tori in a different light. We get to see, Tori being the mentor this time, because once you start caring for somebody else, you change. It's not just about you. You're not just being selfish and living, you know, for yourself and how you want to do things. All of a sudden, you take somebody under your wing and it kind of gives you, or it can, right? You can go one way or the other. But in this case, it gave Tori a new perspective and it shifted because here she's trying to care for Devin, this new female student that is there in front of her which to me kind of mirrored how Robbie and Kenny are because Robbie sees the things that are wrong in Cobra Kai once he starts seeing Kenny take in all of those Cobra Kai lessons and techniques and and so Robbie starts to see oh this isn't you know, this isn't how, you know, what I've learned because he did spend his time. I'm talking about Robbie for a second here. He did spend his time with Daniel LaRusso you learning the Miyagi-Do ways. And so anyway, so with Tori and with Devin, I really liked seeing that relationship between these two women. I'm glad that they highlighted that and they, you know, showed that aspect of it. And I loved, and I'm jumping ahead. I loved at the end, When you see their relationship and how she keeps trying to get through to, you know, through to Devin. But Devin was an Eagle Fang student. And so I thought it was interesting that she didn't, I'm glad she didn't side with Cobra Kai and that she found her way back over to this group with Miyagi-Do and everybody else that was there at the end. So I just thought it was cool to watch to watch those characters and all of that at Cobra Kai. I think it was good for us to see that side.
1: Yeah, I suppose that's part of the formula that the writers of the show have, where, you know, you're introduced to a character and you don't like them. And then as their kind of journey goes along and martial arts influences their lives in, you know, bad ways and good ways whatever and you, you then like with Torian and Devin yeah you see that relationship kind of happen and Tori is you know person you know she's a villainous throughout most of the 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 series and then you also see the same type of plot line develop with Amanda and Tori because Amanda it like looks at her like oh this is you know this bitch is trying to Beat up my baby girl, you know?
0: Yeah. And so
1: she tries to intercede, but then she finds out a little bit about uh, Tori's life circumstances that she, you know, comes from the wrong side of the tracks and has a disabled mom, and, you know, she's trying to care for her. And it's like, oh, then you get this whole different sympathy. For the character that you didn't like, right? Which, which I guess is kind of what you really get with with Johnny. You know, you you yeah. see him in the the first movie and. And and then you're just like when he he becomes such a great character in this series, like he really is. I probably wouldn't watch the show if it wasn't for Johnny. I mean, he's just got all the great one-liners, and then just the whole way it they you know he's still living in the past, you know, in the eighties. And yeah, I think that's what that. kind of wrote me in because I saw, I remember I saw the first Karate Kid movie. And I got to say, I wasn't that big of a fan. I saw that and I saw Karate Kid 2. And I, I don't think I saw Karate Kid 3. So I just wasn't a fan of the series. And then when I heard about the series, I really was like, I didn't want to watch it. I My son told told us about it. And we were just like, you know, just happened to, to watch it one one night on Netflix. And like from episode one, I was just so hooked just because of all the throwback stuff to the 80s that was in there and the music and then the way they set things up with you know, a generational kind of struggles yeah. or comparisons about, you know, Johnny doesn't even have a, like a cell phone, you know, or he doesn't, you know, he, he's still got, got like <laughs> yeah. a flip phone. He doesn't have any, you know, ability to 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 manage technology. It's he's just such a numbskull. And that that just cracks me up. So, but the relationship stuff. Uh, Yeah, that that kind of stuff is is it's interesting how they they turn your head around. Like at one season, you're rooting for one character. But then by the end of the season five, you're you're rooting for the the that that character, you know, that you didn't like earlier. So it's, it's good writing.
0: Yeah, it is. Oh, I love that you brought that stuff up about the original. So I was a Karate Kid one fan, the first one. And then we, I saw the second one. It was good. And I actually did not see the third one until recently, until after I had seen season four of Cobra Kai, because I knew they were going to bring people in and I wanted to see the movie. So I did go see it. I'm glad I saw it for the purposes of seeing this season and and also about Terry Silver, because you get to see the movie and how all these characters... Affect Daniel. So I'm glad I saw it for that reason. Karate Kid Three is like, you know, it's it's not my favorite, but I'm glad I watched it. But I do appreciate the first two the Karate Kid movies. And me too. I when I first saw Cobra Kai, I saw it on YouTube Red because that's where it premiered. Something I saw, I listened to a podcast and I heard Shu Sholo, who plays Miguel. And I heard him on a podcast and something drove me to want to watch it. And I thought, oh, I can watch a series on YouTube. This is so bizarre. So I went and watched it. I was totally hooked. And I thought this is just so great. And then we were on a road trip and I can't remember why we couldn't watch TV, but we it was the family on a road trip and I put it on and I got the boys. I can't remember if I got the boys to watch it. YouTube or Netflix, but anyway, either one, they also love the show. And so it's just kind of cool. And I think it's because it is multi-generational because if you don't appreciate Johnny and Daniel, you appreciate the younger generation in that. And so it's, I think it's great. I, I just love that part. And even if you are older than, you know, Daniel and those characters, you can watch it Because of crease and that, you know, age range that watches this. Even the grandma is so funny. When she came in to play a part in Johnny's, you know how Johnny had made up his apartment to look like, what was that? Like a Western environment and he brings her in with some lines. I thought that was hysterical. So the grandma is funny too. But I do like that this lends itself to so many generations and and also, don't you love just seeing what happens to people 30 years down the line? Because if you watched it originally, you have, you know, ridden that same train to get here to where you are today. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, from where they are and, and where they are now. So I just, I find that very cool and I love that. So thanks for bringing that up. And in talking about Johnny, let's talk about the other characters that are in this season, so I'm going to just name them out and you just tell me briefly what you think about them. So, Kenny, who is the Cobra Kai bully,
1: you know, not a major character, it, I guess that's something they're gonna develop. But the fact that he started off as you know being bullied and then he learns martial arts and becomes a bully and gets gets back on anthony who was you know the his original bully and that's one of the 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 storylines that you you it's kind of difficult to watch is that you know daniel is supposed to be this you know successful businessman and such a you know i wouldn't say humble character but at least good intentions And then his son is just such a little brat, you know, and so the the way they developed that tension with Anthony and Kenny was almost kind of needed. You needed Anthony to have his villain, you know, so um, that's his purpose. But I suppose that'll be one of the, you know, the, the plot lines going forward is how do they, you know, tie up that that relationship between those two guys.
0: I'm and- actually looking forward to that. I thought that was going to happen this season. I thought that Anthony was going to train. I know it's been not enough time, but I thought Anthony was going to train and have to fight Kenny. And I was, I wanted, I was like anticipating that, but I could see that it wasn't going that, but at this point, I think it might, I don't know. Cause we don't know where Kenny is at this point in his life. We'll see where that goes. But I want to say about Kenny that I, when he first, first came on in season four, I liked him. And then all of a sudden he quickly became the bully after being bullied. And I think he's been a great character. I don't like him as the bully, but I really appreciate him as an actor because I think he's really good. And I think he's fast and he's quick and he's good at martial arts too. He's very athletic. So and I think he's needed, right? Because you always need someone to to be the bully or play that role. Okay, so chosen. What do you think of chosen? So chosen is the one person who wasn't a karate kid too, the bad guy, the villain back then, and now he's been reunited with Daniel. Tell me what you think of chosen.
1: You gotta love chosen. You know, kind of the again old school guy, kind of grown up, learned his lessons, and in some ways, probably you know his lessons are better than Daniel's, you know, especially at the end where, you know, the Miyagi-Do was facing superior numbers and better fighters and, and, you know, all the creases schools had combined. and, and, And then, you know, at the very end, when they're trying to expose silver on the uh, the video program and they have to all you know form a wall around anthony so that he can upload the video and and anthony is actually the guy who you know one of the weakest people in the dojo but you know and and i don't i I never really sympathize with him because you know he's you know just start off as like this kid's like you know the the prototypical idiot, You know, he doesn't work out just wants to sit around playing video games all day, lazy and all that stuff. But then he uses his mind, you know, to kind of become the leader of the the dojo to help them get through that situation. So it'll be interesting to see how they develop him. You know, is he going to, you know, rise up and follow in his father's footsteps and what, you know, issues is he going to have going forward with his you know, character development.
0: I I know I can't wait. I actually think Anthony is really good with all of his reaction shots. Every time they show him, I love his reaction. He's always so he's just really good at them. He's he just has an expressive face. So I love seeing that. And I I'm so glad that you brought that up because yeah, he was the one who figured to figure it out when Chosen had given Them the task of the eggs. It was him that figured out what they needed to do, and then of course he uses it here also. And and as you were saying earlier, using your strengths, right? Because yeah, maybe he's not the strongest fighter, but he can use what he has, which is what dimitri does too. Okay, so Chosen for me, Chosen is was the best addition to season five. I love Chosen. I had no idea how much I would love this character. Because he's such a good fighter, and he brings in all the teachings of Miyagi Do, which I love, and and then his voice—he just cracks me up when he's uh, teaching the kids, and he's got this, (laughs) you know, this low, grovelly voice. I just love it when he's teaching them. So I love him. I just when he was drunk, oh my gosh, so many things I just love about him when he tells them. When Mike Barnes had taken the um, the limo and taken them to that area and they all get out, they all want to go kill Silver and Daniel's trying to convince them not to and Mike Barnes wants to do it and Johnny wants to do it and Daniel turns to Chosen and says... Help me out here. <laughs> Chosen says, I've got his address. I'm like, oh my God. And then they all take off. But yeah, I just think Chosen is so funny, so great. I love that they brought him back. And look, look at the character he was at Karate Kid 2. He was this terrible villain. But I just love how his character has evolved and just everything that he's learned and trying to bring back honor to his name and. All of that. I just love Jose, he's probably my favorite character this season.
1: Yeah, he's probably the most stoic character in the whole show. But then, it, it's just so funny when they put them in the back of a limo, him and Johnny and Daniel, and they're, whatever, they're singing, was it Eye of the Tiger or whatever, oh, they're just wasted. Yeah. And how yeah. uh, they go out and they, they you know, they're celebrating you know, Carmen and, and Johnny's, you know, I don't know what it was, the baby or their engagement the announcement, all, announcement. The announcement yeah.
0: of the baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're just, you know, just getting ripped in the club, you know, and, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you, as a kind of a old school person where I am in life, I guess, you know, coming up on 60 and you know you still want to be you know kind of out there having fun you know and and doing stuff and, and like for me you know i'm a basketball player that's kind of like my i don't know that's how i i manage my kind of warrior spirit i guess is just going out there and and still battling on the the basketball court and it's really painful at this age. The next day when you wake up and you've been running uh, and bumping into people. I just sprained my finger the other day, my my guitar finger, one of my fingers. Uh, so I was man. like, "Ah, oh, geez, I got to deal with this stuff. But uh, yeah, it's funny when you see them out there and these, these old guys that are, you know, you know, our age, I guess, that are, you know, fighting and, and still, you know, doing stuff you wouldn't expect from them. You know, so ultimately, I guess they're they're good, good role models in that way.
0: Yeah, they certainly are. Okay, so do you have any thoughts on Mike Barnes? So Mike Barnes, you had mentioned you didn't see Karate Kid 3, but he was one of Silver's students who, you know, gets to Daniel. And so in here, we saw him as the furniture store owner. So did you have any thoughts on Mike Barnes?
1: Yeah. And I didn't even know his relevance in the Karate Kid series when they brought him in and just I kind of had to extrapolate a little bit. They brought in enough to make you understand who he was, where he fit in and all that stuff. But yeah, I mean I guess they have to bring in as many people from the past. I mean that's yeah. their objective is to I, yeah. I I would imagine that if they had oh gosh, what was Mr. that the the actor Pat Arita? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it would be it would have been great if he was still alive. They could Live, have brought him I back know, back into it. Yeah. But yeah, Two I mean flashbacks. Yeah.
0: Two flashbacks they but tried. they had
1: to bring Mike Barnes in, I guess, but you know, it was just kind of such a small kind of little branch that they went down but you know personally they can cut off that branch i don't need him going forward for (laughs) season six
0: yeah i just like seeing characters come back like you said it i think it just ties it all in i think it's what people appreciate seeing mark barnes wasn't a great guy but again we get to see someone who has evolved and we get to see where they're at now and You know, when in during the season, Daniel wasn't sure who he was going to be confronted with because he remembered the way Mike Barnes was back in the day. Same thing with Johnny, right? He thinks Johnny hasn't changed from their high school days when this, you know, when season one started. So now in this, he doesn't know what to expect when he is confronted with him, but he's a guy who is just living his life has a wife, has a family, has this place that gets burnt down. Everything that he owns was, you know, in this furniture, you know, that's how he made his living. And here Silver with all his money and everything else burns it down. So, you know, we see him um, you know, as part of the group. And I felt like at least it helped us move the story forward, right? Because it was somebody else. You bring in somebody else and of course it and you know, antagonizes Silver because he keeps getting more irritated with Daniel. Like you keep trying to reach out to these other people and get to me, and so that just fuels the fire for Silver. So I that in the, in that regard, I think that Mike Barnes character was was you know pretty good for coming back and playing that role in that way. And we also see Jessica, who was also in Karate Kid Three, and she was a friend of Daniel. So she was there to witness what Silver and Mike Barnes did to him. So, and she was his friend. There was no love interest there so much. She was just a friend of his in A Karate Kid 3. So, and of course, everybody speculated that she would be in Cobra Kai Season 5, which she was. She ended up being Amanda's cousin. And she's the one who introduced... Daniel and Amanda together that's how that's how they brought her character in so I just thought that that was kind of cool and I love that she I'm sorry I jumped ahead instead of letting you talk I just went right into it Grog sorry about that
1: (laughs) no you go that's you you went down to you know it's a rabbit hole that I kind of probably wasn't prepared for
0: but I love that she's able to, you know, explain the situation to Amanda, who has no idea because she's tired of Daniel fighting with Cobra Kai and with Silver and all of that. How it's breaking apart their family and, you know, it's consumed him. But I'm so happy that she's there to validate what Daniel went through because she saw what, you know, he went through. And yeah, they... When they were trying to get the bonsai trees, it was her and Daniel on the side of the ledge near the ocean. They're trying to get the bonsai trees off the cliff. And this group comes, Mike Barnes comes, and they and his group come and leave them hanging. Basically, they actually leave them hanging. I think they take the ropes and everything. So they have to figure out, you know, how to get out of that. So they leave them in dire situations so she's able to let amanda know what has happened in the past so i really like that so i don't know if you have any thoughts on amanda because i, just I, gotta, I gotta say, say it, I not
1: seeing karate kid three because yeah. that's what you're talking about right is that karate kid three where that happened? yeah
0: that's what happened in there but her, her role here in yeah in giving amanda i guess an update on what that was
1: yeah i gotta say i just you know i like Cobra Kai, the series, way more than I like the Karate Kid Uh. movie series, you know, just because, you know, back in the 80s, when they made Karate Kid, that was, you know, we were living that kind of life ourselves. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have all the information of the entire world, you know, right there on our fingertips and then flash forward. What? almost 40 years. And, and now it's like, that's what, what is interesting to me is to see how everything has changed. And so like the, the, like one of the funniest, you know, lines that they pursue is Johnny, you know, becoming a, an an Uber driver or whatever, or a Uh, a DoorDash, you know, and he can't understand why it's not okay for him to, you know, eat people's food before he gives it (laughs) to them you know and and you know like you know the people kind of come stumbling out of the car after you drove them somewhere like yeah "Yeah, make sure you give me five stars you know you know so that's that (laughs) kind of humor I think is what what I really identify the most with so so they got to bring these characters back I guess just I don't know if there are a lot of like long-term karate kid fans out there that really, you know, kind of really love that stuff. I mean,
0: they do. Now there are.
1: Oh, okay. 100%. Wow.
0: There is. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, um, groups. my apologies to any of them that might be watching right now and wondering why this guy's talking about their show that I don't even care about, but no, it's just, Hey, I, I love, love the series, you know? And, and, yeah. and I think that you don't even, it doesn't matter if you ever saw any of the Karate Kid movies. If yeah. you just, you know, just kind of watch the show from episode one, you'll like it. And then maybe you might want to go back and, and watch the movies and see what yeah. it, what, it's, what it's about. But I'll tell you, I'm probably never going to watch Karate Kid 3 unless it, you know, I'm flipping through the channels one day and i find it you know but other than that i i'm just you know i'm gonna be a fan of the series but (laughs) i gotta say you know like they tied stuff up so well in seasons five and you think about the storylines that they're gonna project from there and i honestly can say i'm not sure if i'm gonna watch seasons six (laughs) We'll see. Well, I'll probably just watch it for Johnny. That's it. I'll do it for Johnny.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. So what about Amanda? Do you have any thoughts on Amanda that is Daniel's wife?
1: You know, it's, uh, she's a great character and you got to appreciate her. You know, she's a mom, you know, and, and at the end, I forget, did she start studying martial arts too? Or no, no, she didn't. <laughs> well, she but said. she was in the bar fight. She gets in a bar fight with her old high school rivals. And then, yeah. then Samantha comes and bails right. her out. And she's so happy, you know, that, you know, now oh, my daughter just, you know, kicked this lady's butt, <laughs> you know. So that yeah. was interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, she's kind of a necessary character f- for Daniel, you know, that he's you know, grown up to be this successful auto dealership and she's a big part of it. And she's his, his partner and they're yeah. trying to raise their kids and neither one of their kids is involved in martial arts at all in season one. And, and then it's like, OK, and, you know, take Samantha under his wing and eventually Anthony comes in. And, you know, she's the realist in it, you know, she's like looking at all this stuff like this is this is just all so childish and these rivalries you have. But yeah. but then you see her get caught up in it herself, <laughs> yes,
0: she does, you know? yes,
1: which is, yes. you know, I think, again, it's the the writing in this show is is mm-hmm. is great because it shows that that irony of that, you know, the person that is, you know, trying to tell everybody how to behave and then you know, falls off her own platform and, and, you know, becomes, you know, embroiled in it. So yeah, it's just great writing.
0: Yeah. I really liked it when Amanda brought Daniel to the Miyagi-Do room. I was actually pretty moved by that. I think I had tears just because anytime anything relates to Miyagi-Do, Actually, Mr. Miyagi, when they actually show that and they play that music, that flute, I believe it's a flute. I don't know exactly what instrument it is, but uh, when they play that music and Daniel talks about what Mr. Miyagi meant to him and and the lessons that he learned through him, it's uh, it just moves me. And I just was so happy that she had him go into that room. And for him, I feel like for Daniel, he always needs to be centered with the lessons. Like he may stray, he may get mad, he gets hot-headed, but when he comes back to his lessons or something that Mr. Miyagi taught him, it just balances him and centers him all over again. So, I really appreciated that Amanda did that for him. And then what about Carmen? I mean, she she is pregnant now. So that we know that's going to be something big in the next season and that I feel was instrumental for Johnny just making this pivotal change in his whole life because now he has a second chance and is going to, you know, be a different type of person. But do you have any thoughts on her and her... What about her dream? That was hysterical, I thought. It was cheesy, 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 but I thought it was funny.
1: I forget the dream. What was it?
0: It was the Top Gun dream where they show her the 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 episode opens up And water is going all over the place. And she goes to the door to get Johnny's help. And when the door opens, Johnny's in the whole maverick attire. Like, you know, he's a, you know, naval fighter. Did did you not? (laughs) Yeah, that part where he's all in the getup. So it's all Top Gun. Top Gun song starts to play. And then you see Johnny Johnny playing volleyball. It with the sunglasses on with Miguel, and and she's over by the side, all dressed up with the baby. And it was just funny. I'm sorry. Just
1: I just you know, that's funny. How 80s. can I watch? I just watched this whole series, and I, I I gotta say, I don't even hardly remember that at all. Oh but, my
0: god, it was uh, so cheesy because she wakes up and then she wakes up because you're like, This is a dream, because it was so it was so cheesy, but yeah. you knew but you knew the throwback to Top Gun. You're like, oh my gosh, this is so hilarious. And, and so then she wakes up and he's, and then he rolls over to her and she's like, oh, I just had the best dream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh I kind of look at that, that her, you know, she's Miguel's mom, you know? Yeah. And so it's kind of a surprise to Miguel that, you know, Johnny's dating, you know, his mom, you know, and they kind of like hide it originally. And yeah, that's a storyline that, you know, you like to see, like she's the one that comes in and, and Johnny has been so bad in relationships throughout his whole life. And, you know, can't hold down a relationship, can't hold down a job. You know, he's just so selfish and, then you almost expect him to to bail on that relationship, too, some way. But, of course, he doesn't, does the right thing. So, yeah, a necessary character for, for Johnny's development.
0: Yeah. Okay, so the last character I'm going to bring up is Stingray. And uh, Stingray is the one that Silver beat up and gets him to, you know, admit to false accusations and gets Crease in jail. So do you have any thoughts on Stingray?
1: Yeah, pretty, you know... Minor role, but just the, the character he is, the old guy, you know, wanting to hang around with the 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 kids, the, yeah. you know, he's the, the guy that never grew up himself. Right. And just thinks he's just this badass. And then you find out that he's into, what is it, Dungeons and Dragons or whatever. Yeah. That's, you know, where he comes from. But yeah, not a very likable character, but then finally at the end, He flips a switch and becomes someone you like. I I don't think they had to do that. I think they should have kept him as, you know, like an evil character. So we'll see where that goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was glad that they brought him back in. And yeah, I guess you're right. He could have gone either way, right? He could have been continued to be sort of a villain. I don't know. He was just. It's just can be a little bit, he's on the borderline of being creepy, hanging out with these young kids, but you know, it's because he wants to be a part of them. So I, I did appreciate him finally saying, you know, what it is. He just wants to be a part of the group, just be, be somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And so I appreciated that they showed that aspect of him. And uh, I, I like Stingray. That actor is so good. I saw him, side note, I saw him in Blackbird oh my God, we replayed this creepy serial killer. He was so good in it. It's really good. Anybody, you can tune in to Apple TV to watch that. Blackbird yeah. with Taron Egerton. I don't know if you've seen that, Grog, but- Have
1: not seen oh, it, no. it's
0: really good. It's a really good movie. Anyway, but Stingray plays a, the actor plays a totally different role, but he's so good in this. And actually after seeing that and coming back to this, I had such a bigger appreciation for this actor. And I have seen him in other things, but- after seeing that, I'm like, man, you're good, Stingray. I just like his character and I'm, I'm glad they brought him in and he's, you know, been in all, I don't think he was in season one. Now I can't even remember where he, when he was introduced, but I do love his character. So I think he's a great addition and I'm glad that they brought him back.
1: Yeah. I would say that he actually, on retrospect, he is probably one of the better actors in the, yeah. the series because... I mean, let's face it, Ralph Macchio, I mean, not, you know, one of your Hollywood A-listers, you know. And so, you know, they bring in these people that are decent actors, probably better than the original cast. And the acting overall in the series is probably not that great. I mean, to me, it's the, the, the writing and the comedy. That is, you know, the stuff that that got me, you know, hooked on it. Just that, you know, you, when I watch, you know, TV a lot, and I, I'm watching, you know, a show that's supposed to be funny, and then I find myself like not laughing. Like, you know, I could watch uh. a whole show, and it's like you're you're expecting to see, you know, get some chuckles, and you don't. And then you watch this show, and it's all of a sudden like I'm just, you know. Belly laughing, like just <laughs> the physical comedy, the raunchiness of it all, this the the way that they push the boundaries of what's yeah. socially acceptable. Yeah, you know it's fun to watch, and it, that's that's why I like this series.
0: It is fun to watch. Okay, so let's talk about the ending, and so. I'm just going to kind of quickly recap the last three episodes. So in episode eight, Sekai Takai, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, that representative arrives and the lead guy is Gunther. And he agrees to see both dojos, impressed by both, decides to have them fight. And then in episode nine, all the adults go out to celebrate Carmen's pregnancy and they get drunk, including Chosen. And then that's when Sam tells the group what Tori told her and they confront Stingray. And then in episode 10, everybody fights. Silver is exposed and arrested and Crease pretends that he is stabbed and walks out of jail. So tell me, you know, what stood out to you at the end in all these episodes? What stood out to you? What was something you appreciated seeing?
1: You, you were, as a viewer, you're waiting to see when Tory's victory in the previous tournament was going to be exposed, you know, with uh, Silver paying off the ref. You know, they, they had to resolve that. And they really brought the tension up really high at the end where it was, you know, just Miyagi Do, the underdogs, you know, trying to, you know, win win the tournament and also fight to expose the video with Crease. Not Crease with Terry Silver in it. So yeah, I mean they like I said, they did a really good job of of tying up so many loose ends and making you feel good about how the series ends. I mean, a lot of, you know, TV series or or you know, a season will end with a big, you know, thriller and a a a big question about, oh, what's gonna happen? A cliffhanger, you know, it's like some huge cliffhanger that you just can't wait to watch next season. And then the the cliffhanger with you know crease being alive, that was interesting because I actually was kind of fooled by that where when he got stabbed in prison
0: ah.
1: and i was like you know i wasn't even thinking about like oh he's you know is he still alive until he's in the the i guess the the mortuary or wherever and the 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 doctor's like what's all this you know pudding or something this red pudding <laughs> jello. And, yeah jello. jello yeah and he comes out and escapes and that was like okay that was a really good surprise and unnecessary surprise because that opens up the whole thing. Like, you know, Kreese going through his therapy, you know, during prison and how he, it was just funny how he was just, you know, saying what, you know, he thought he was expected to to say and show he's growing. And, and, you know, then the psychiatrist is like, you're not fooling anybody, you know, and then you're like, does he learn his lesson? Does he, you know, ever stop being a villain, you know, and he's the one guy that really can't, you know, they, I, I don't know, they, they have to keep him as a villain for a while longer, I guess. And maybe that would be something that they tie off in season six is like how he finally, maybe he'll, he'll meet a nice lady to help him settle down or
0: something. <laughs> yeah. So, man, oh, so much happened in the last three episodes that I, that I really enjoyed. And yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to see everything that Creese went through. And I thought it was, I knew when he was talking to the therapist at the very end, I knew he was taking her key card. I knew it when they showed her walking out and him seeing her, I'm like, he's going to eventually take that to get out. And then I, I did not think that he was actually stabbed. I, I knew that he was but I thought ah is this fake what's he going to do how they think he's really stabbed and on his deathbed is beyond me didn't they take his vitals i don't know i just thought that, that was funny in itself so oh i did like when he was talking i was he talking to himself i think or was he talking to the therapists i can't remember but he saw different people in the, that chair talking back to him. he saw his girlfriend from, you know, when he was young, the one that got killed when he was in in the army. he was talking to her. he was talking to young Johnny. I don't know how they got young Johnny to be young Johnny. I'm like, that is so cool. I love that when they're able to use CGI to make him look, you know that how, how young he was back in the 80s. I thought that was so cool. He talks to him he talks to himself. And so I loved having him talk to all those versions of people. So I thought that that was a really cool thing that we got to see. I loved in the preliminary fight for the Sekai Takai, I liked seeing all that. I liked how they brought that Gunther guy around to show him how Cobra Kai works and how Miyagi-Do Eagle Fang works. And so I just, I love when they do that. That's like, it's what my favorite, you know, I look forward to that when you see uh, how both people are training and you're like, oh no, we're going to show you how good it is to train, you know, without all the money and technology is out there that when you do it like Rocky, (laughs) like Rocky did. And I love that they We had talked about this in the episode or the for season four how there were so many Rocky references and so I'm so glad that they actually verbalized it in this episode when Johnny tells Gunther, you know, running up that hill in the snow it really means something. It really builds strength, right? And and how Gunther loves Rocky too. I just I just loved all of that. I thought that was just a really cool writing, as you were saying. There's the writing is so good. I. Liked that Sam got her victory in the fight, although it was against Devon and not against tori which kind of sucked. But we at least were able to see Sam fight, so I thought that that was pretty good. And I liked seeing all that. And I also liked how the three guys, the three Robbie, Miguel, and Eli, how they all talk. We're talking to Johnny, and how Johnny was saying we don't know who to pick, and they said, "Oh, we already know. We already had our turn. It's Eli. He needs. He's, you know, he won the All Valley. He should go." Of course, I was worried because we had seen what Silver had taught Kenny and I'm thinking, oh my God, he's going to get the the silver bullet or whatever that was to the chest. I'm like, oh my God, Eli. So that part was not good to see or easy to see. And of course, we get to see the big epic fight, the one between Chosen and Silver because I had been you know, waiting to see this. I didn't know it was going to happen at the end. I kept thinking it was going to happen earlier, but it happens at the end. And Chosen does have the upper hand and he is, I guess, what would basically be constituted a winner when he has him down because Silver's all, okay, take me. I've always wanted to go on the battlefield or whatever he says, but then Chosen looks away. And of course, that's when uh, Silver gets him with, you know, across his back. Oh my God. I didn't know. I think he cannot, he can't die. Somebody can't die on Cobra Guy. (laughs) But, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I want, I didn't want Chosen to be down. I mean, I know Chosen was intoxicated, but it did bother me. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And just like I didn't like when Silver beat Daniel, but I knew he had to earlier on at Silver's house. So I really appreciated the end. I really appreciated when. Daniel and Silver fought and that Daniel used things from Karate Kid 3, what he had learned from Silver, to beat him. And I love that because Daniel has always done Miyagi-Do, which has always been the right way. And I think he still uses a lot of Miyagi-Do, but he's also using what he's learned, which is kind of like an eagle fang thing, I, I believe, right? Yeah. In a way? For sure. So... Those are all the things that I loved about the, you know, the ending of this and how it did wrap up all these uh, storylines of what is happening with everybody. And I love seeing everybody come together at the end. And, you know, because we do see that they, they're able to get the broadcast out there. And it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. They, you know, they were trying to get what happened to Stingray, but at least they were able to see the type of person Silver is. And so I'm glad that they were able to expose him for all of that. Yeah, good stuff. So, I would like to know, do you have any, your was there a favorite part in this whole season or are there any other thoughts or tidbits you have?
1: My favorite part has to be like I already spoke about was it's always about Johnny, you know. He's just the guy you just love to just, he's the lovable loser, you know, and just seeing him be a Lyft driver, that's just, or whatever, Uber, (laughs) that stuff is just classic, you know, and him, you know, trying to learn how to use a cell phone and, you know, like even what I think it was, was it season one or one of the earlier seasons where he, you know, they, they hook him up on Facebook, you know, or, you know, social media and he's just, Uh he just does not have a clue, but uh, yeah i mean th- the way that they they tie everything off and leave themselves a little opening to go into a whole another season 6 for those who really want to stick with it you know more power to them so we'll we'll see what happens i'll probably give it a give it a shot when it comes around and uh, we'll see how far i go i mean some tv series that i watch you know i have a tendency to watch like maybe you know, one, two, three, four episodes. And then I, I just, you know, I just can't go any further than that. Or one season, you know, like Stranger Things. I I really kind of got into that that series and I watched the whole first series and then I I just couldn't get going on season two. And then everybody says, Oh, it just it doesn't, it just gets so good, you know, in season four, you gotta it see it. Oh. It's like, I just, oh gosh, I, you Come know, on. hey, I love to be entertained, you know, but there's so much stuff out there. And, you know, the, I mean, that's the, the, the great thing about your your podcast and what, what you're doing with Screens and Focus is that, you're providing, you know, a filter for people to kind of, you know, you know, w- want to decide whether they want to watch something or not, you know, or at least try to help them figure out what's going on. You know, mm-hmm. like you actually did help me figure out some stuff I hadn't even thought about with this, this, this whole series, you know, all the the characters that you really dive into. So kudos to you for, you know, uh, really being deep about that stuff and passionate about your craft of, you know, of doing this. So, yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for a way to be entertained or yeah. to entertain, you know, other people. So yeah, that's yeah. where I have to divide my time is how much do I want to spend being entertained versus being an entertainer and being an entertainer requires so much more work you know, yeah. to yeah. to have your own YouTube YouTube channel. And for me, playing in a band and, you know, every show I put on is like a, you know, like a huge production. And so I grapple with that as a viewer is that when I'm, I'm watching something and it's like, you know, how much do you want to really spend watching some show that really doesn't do it for you anymore? You know, that's, yeah. that's the thing yeah. about Cobra Kai is that, you know, through five seasons, I've lasted, you know, and that's like I said, I'm kind of like, I know my own limitations. I'm just kind of wondering whether I can handle it or not. Maybe you'll have me back on a season six podcast to see, you know, if I, you know. Did he
0: last? Did he he tune in? (laughs) Did
1: did I enjoy it? You know, so we'll, we'll see what happens.
0: I, oh man, I was thinking so many things as you were talking. Oh, one, about Stranger Things oh, you have to try it. At least just go watch season four. Season four is epic. It is so good. It is so well written. The acting is so good. It's amazing. So maybe you just skip ahead. And then if you want to go back and fill it in, you can, because season four is super good. It's so good. Grog, you have to give it a chance. That's a
1: good suggestion. We'll <laughs> see what happens. I actually, that that's interesting because I, yeah. I just can't imagine myself coming into a series like you know after it's already been out there. You know, yeah. I there's some stuff. I'll give it a good chance. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. I watched the first season of Yellowstone this year.
0: You ah, know? yeah.
1: Highly rated. You know, and I just. I really, I love Kevin Costner, you know, he's a great actor and a lot of the the stuff that goes on in that series, you know, I guess I kind of identify with, you know, growing old and stuff and dealing with life's challenges. But then I realized when I was watching that series that the stuff that happens to all the different characters is like, oh, it's like the maybe that would happen to a person once in their lifetime. And this stuff happens like they get attacked by a bear Oh, they see, you know, tourists getting, you know, falling off a cliff, being chased by a bear. It's like, you don't see this stuff like every week. I mean, maybe in Montana you do, I don't know, but it's like, how realistic is it? And that's what kind of got me with Cobra Kai is that there is a lot of realism to it and a lot of drama and relationship stuff yeah, and yeah. that that you can identify with at at any age. So, you know, and and you know, talking about series like I was a big Game of Thrones fan and, you know, I wanted to quit that series after The Red Wedding. I was just like so <sighs> upset with that series. <laughs> But and I think, I think my brother lost it after that and he gave it up. And then I watched it, and then and then now you know we're in House of Dragons,
0: yes.
1: And I gotta say, I'm just about ready to just pull Uh, the cord on that series. You know, it's like not going where I want it to go, you know, yeah. And and that's um maybe a function also of what we want to see in movies like I'm a big sci-fi fan so I I just you know I'm always looking for a good sci-fi movie or a good Uh sci-fi series and like with uh, House of Dragons Game of Thrones it's like you just gotta love the CGI and all that you know who doesn't like seeing dragons you know that's that's all fun but the 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 series itself this year is too much like you know, a relationship type yeah. stuff, like upstairs, no, downstairs or whatever, you know, yeah. it's almost turning I into a medieval Downton Abbey or whatever, you know, it's like, <laughs> can't, I can't go there, you yeah. know, too far. So I, I'm, I'm always willing to give it a chance, I guess, you know, but and yeah. I mean, I, I really do kind of like look at certain series, like, like Raised by Wolves, great sci-fi series and I recommend people watch the the first series and I don't want to go too far into yeah being I was gonna say we can
0: talk about that when we get to our TV and movie recommendations. Okay let's, let's come back to that. Okay. So <laughs> okay wrap this up. let's wrap up.
1: let's wrap it. We're don't up. make let's don't let me go on too up. much.
0: Cobra guys you had talked about your favorite part. So I wanted to bring up, of course, anything for me Miyagi Do centered is my favorite thing. But also, I think one of one of the things I really appreciated was, and you had spoke about this earlier, was Robbie and Miguel's fight with each other, and that you know how Johnny you know got them to confront each other. The reason I really liked that fight was, uh, it was great seeing it physically. For one, I thought they were, I thought they were both good. They're both evenly matched they've both been trained in both Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai and, you know, Eagle Fang. So they have all these abilities. And so, and also, basically, they're going to be brothers, right? And so you have all of this going on. And I actually like both of them because neither one's a bad guy. They just have different issues and you like both of them. So I really liked seeing that. I liked how hard Johnny got them to fight. You know, want wanted them to get together, not that they want he wanted them to fight, but then he's like he's throwing up his hands cuz he's like I can't get them to get together and it took them to fight. But what I really enjoyed was when Miguel could have done something to Robbie because he's thinking back about what Robbie did to him and he held back and and Robbie says, you know, what made you stop and he says I can't even remember what he says, but I believe what he was referring to is like he didn't get into karate to hurt people. That's not what he was doing. I just thought their conversation, the way that they had it, I just thought it was really well done and I really liked it. And it was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole series. So I just appreciated seeing them. And and I feel like Johnny wished that, him and Daniel had done that, if they had just done that, maybe they wouldn't be where they are now. I like when Johnny and Chosen talked and they talked about um, their moments with Daniel and how they concentrated at the time, how Daniel had done something to them or impacted them, but it wasn't until they realized it was their own doing and how they perceived it and how they moved forward is what got them to a better place. So I appreciated that conversation also. And then of course, I love it at the end when Daniel does fight with silver, like I said, and uses those moves to, to win. I thought they were really cool. And, and we kind of already talked about what you hope for season six, because (laughs) we're going to see if you're even going to (laughs) watch season six. But for me, I am, I'm assuming that they're going to take this to the, the Sekai Takai fight. Right. I think that's where we're going. If it, I believe there'll be a season six, but I also believe that they're going to wrap up the series. And I think it'd probably be good to wrap it up in season six. And Especially there's going to be a
1: movie, too, though.
0: There, I heard that it's not related to Cobra Kai. That's oh, what I OK. Heard. It's hmm. a separate thing. But I'm hoping that we get to see Anthony train. Will Anthony and Kenny fight? I don't know because we don't know where Kenny's headspace is now with everything. I'll be curious to see what happens with Crease. I'll be curious to see what happens with the baby. There's speculation of Hillary Swank coming, you know, showing up because of her movie. But I don't know. She is in another show. She's a two-time Academy Award winner. I- I don't know. Will she show up? Maybe. I think it'd be fun because it would just tie everything up together. Even if it's a little bit, even if she doesn't fight, just, uh, it would be great to have a cameo from her. I don't know if they'll do it. So do you have any parting words on all of Cobra Kai before we wrap this up?
1: I would just say, give it a chance. If you haven't watched it, I guess if you, if you haven't watched it and you listen to this this podcast. (laughs) You've already heard everything about it, but no, I mean, it's, it's very well done. It was a big surprise, you know, that they resurrected these, you know, this whole, you know, Miyagi-verse. And it's more, I think it's more going to be more popular now than it ever was back in the eighties. And it's good to see, you know, people like Ralph Macho and I forget the Johnny, the character Johnny, the actor's name.
0: Uh William Zabka.
1: Okay. So that guy, you know, you never saw him, or I don't remember ever seeing him in anything other than Karate Kid. So I was wondering, like, how did this guy make a living for the last 40 years, you know, coming from a huge blockbuster hit movie and, you know, maybe being typecast, I guess, a little bit in some ways. Uh But then- Coming back as an OG and still not escaping the typecast, just thriving off of it, you know. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That is just the best, the best thing about it, you know, is just he he should have his own series, you know, just whatever. They should just do one or give him his own movie or something. Just, (laughs) you know, the adventures of Johnny.
0: I know. I know. I love him too. I think that. Uh, I just think that he's great. And yeah, this could not exist without him, right? It just couldn't.
1: No, exactly.
0: Well, not for me and not for what I want to see. So
1: yeah, I agree with that. Absolutely. I'm glad to see that the actors actually survived all these years and were resurrected and and did something big, you know, so more power to them.
0: Well, with what you just said, I was thinking the same thing with Chosen. His the actor that portrays him. In fact, I believe, I might be incorrect, but I believe he owns a restaurant. And it might be, for some reason, I think Seattle, maybe Portland, which you're going to be familiar with. But I think somewhere in that area, I don't know what makes me think that he went into the restaurant business because it was hard because you get typecast, right? Especially at that in the 80s and 90s and the early 2000s, people weren't able to break out of what they saw you as. Um, Now, currently, because people are producing content, now there are so many options open, right? And to bring this back, it gave them all, they're all great at at in the show. So they could have done it. They just needed the opportunity. So yeah, I'm just really glad to see them all here. And I just think that this show is great. I did enjoy the movies the first two. So anyway, thanks, Grog, for the conversation on Cobra Kai. I'm so glad that you joined me in on this conversation. But before we close everything up, I just want to know if you have any TV or movie recommendations for everyone.
1: Oh, okay. Well, and I have to thank you for your recommendation for Whiplash, which was a really good movie. And and being a guitar player, I really wouldn't, you know, ever want to kind of jump into a movie about a drummer. But <laughs> I, I was skeptical, you know, but it was like, yeah, Diana said, watch it, you know, and, and gave it a shot. And that you know, was a really entertaining movie. Great acting in terms of series. You know, I'm, the one series I cannot escape is survivor. I, I mean, for some reason, I'm a big survivor fan I've watched that since its inception. Yeah. And you know, I'm always looking for something good. I've been watching rings of power. That's been pretty good. I'm not a big Lord of the ring fans either, but I've, it's kept my, my interest. And I'm only now discovering Gotham that now that ah. it's it's on HBO Max. And I don't know was that like on another network or something? Or do you do you follow that show? Or
0: I no, I don't know. I'm a big Batman fan,
1: so anything having to do with Batman, I'll, I'll always give it a chance. So happy to see that stuff.
0: I, I'm a huge Survivor fan too. So I, I'm watching, and I have watched it since the beginning and I love watching it. So I think it's really cool. I'm also watching the Lord of the Rings, uh, Rings of Power. Rings of Power. Yes. So yeah. And of, of Whiplash, I just love that movie, (laughs) but it, it's, it, it is pretty intense. So I think some people, because it has to do with a A teacher teaching a student and his way of teaching him isn't isn't the usual way. And so was it necessary for him to become the drummer that he was? I don't know. I don't know. But oh man, that movie takes you for a ride. I just really like it. It's just really well done. And the acting is really well done. So I love that. So for me, I'm watching The Patient, which is on Hulu. It's with Steve Carell and Domnell Gleeson. It's really short episodes. I feel like they're only like 25 minutes, but it's super intriguing. So Domnell Gleason plays a patient of Steve Carell. Steve Carell's a therapist. I don't know if he's a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Yeah. But he it's his patient. And he quickly, and I'm not giving anything away by saying this, but we, I believe, start out with Steve Carell chained to a bed and so it takes it from there and he is been kidnapped and Domino Gleason wants him to give him therapy because he's a serial killer. So it's very, it leaves me on the edge of my seat. I don't know what's going to happen. It, by I, I'm like afraid. I'm, it has me gripped, but they're very short episodes. So if you're looking for something short but very intriguing and kind of scary. You could tune into that. I'm also watching Handmaid's Tale. I'm on the current season that's on Hulu. I'm, I'm enjoying that. I'm a, I'm a Handmaid's Tale fan. And you had already brought up uh, House of the Dragon on HBO Max, and I'm, I'm invested in that. I do prefer, of course, Game of Thrones, but I am enjoying this one. So um, I like it. I do like it. And I wanted to, I've brought this up before, but for you, Grog, if you want to laugh, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's, it's a television series, but you can catch it on other things. And it's resident alien. Have you seen this?
1: I, I, I've seen the move. Isn't that a movie too? No, or no, no, no,
0: no. It's a comedy. It's oh. resident alien. It's no. on sci- okay. sci- Sci-fi. You, I really think you'll like it. You will die laughing the very first episode. I think it's only on season two. It is so funny. It's so funny. So quick thing, a guy, an alien comes down and takes over the body of this doctor. (laughs) But the the actor that portrays him is so good at it. But he doesn't know anything. And so he watches a bunch of Law and Order (laughs) to figure out (laughs) what things are supposed to be. He doesn't understand. Eating, he doesn't understand so much stuff. It's so funny. And as he's a doctor, he's portraying being a doctor. He has no idea when someone comes to give birth, what he's supposed to do. <laughs> it's hilarious. The first few episodes, and and continued on now that it's in season two, I laugh so hard. It, it's funny. So if you just want to laugh, tune into that to that series. It's very very funny.
1: Awesome recommendation. I will have to take you up on that.
0: Yeah. So thank you for yours. Thank you so much for joining me today. I would love for you to share your, you know, what Grog's world is up to so that people know and to know where they can reach you. I'll put links in the show notes of how to reach you but do you want to talk about a little bit what you're doing?
1: I am a musician and basically live performance is my specialty. I'm a classic rock guitarist. And so everything that, you know, was within Grog's world, it started off as just kind of like a, a, I don't know, a vanity project, just kind of like I have all these ideas and I'm just an entertainer by, you know, nature. And I wanted to, you know, kind of show a glimpse of my my life in terms of being a musician and my style of play. And now that I'm leaving the Bay Area, I'm glad I had a plan in place to start doing audio visual type stuff. And during the pandemic, I thought, you know, someday I'm going to have to have Some, you know, samples of me doing stuff, singing, playing, so that when I do ultimately, you know, move someday and I'm moving up to Washington and I'm going to be in the Portland, Oregon, and I'm totally kind of reinventing myself up there, just, you know, trying to hook in with the, the local music scene. And I'm really glad that I took a deep dive into some of the videos I did and and some of the editing techniques and using green screens and virtual backgrounds and just kind of like, if you watch it, you'd just be like, man, this is kind of really stupid. You know, what is this guy doing? You know, <laughs> some of the stuff, you know, like as a guitarist, um, you know, if you want to learn a song now that we have YouTube, you can just type in the name of a song and you can see somebody playing the song. So there's a gazillion videos out there of people playing covering song cover songs and they're they're sitting, you know, in their living room or they're you know on the the edge of their bed, you know, singing a song and you see some of the stuff like 10,000 views, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, this is like crazy that that people actually watch this stuff. And of course, I thought, well, I could do better. You know, and so to promote my band, I decided okay, I'm gonna make these videos and put it out there. And so if somebody wants to check me out and and hopefully I'll find a a good band to hook on with up there in Washington and Oregon. But meanwhile, the our my band Exit 52 has been enjoying a lot of success since the the pandemic. And so we're currently playing at the Hard Rock Cafe in San Francisco. And I, I guess you can put a link for my website, x52.net in there and people, if they want to come see me perform, that's what Grog's World is all about, is just trying to get people to come out and see me perform, perform live. And then also in real life, I'm a financial planner. And so one of the themes that I try to, you know, kind of get across to my clients Beyond, you know, money is the fact that our financial futures are highly tied in with our health, because healthcare is going to be one of the biggest expenses that you're going to have when you retire. So I developed a, a seminar series as a financial planner called Health and Wealth for Your Future Self. And so I took a deep dive into you know, health and especially, you know, being a basketball player, which is really my my biggest passion in life is playing basketball and all the challenges that I've had to go through being a, you know, 60-year-old dude that likes to play basketball. And I don't play in, you know, over 50 leagues. I play with kids at the local gym. When I say kids, I'm talking, you know, You know, teenagers, college age, you know, 30, 40, every time, everywhere I go, everybody's a kid to me. Like I'll meet some guys like
0: 43
1: 43 years old and I'm like, hey, youngster, how you doing? You know, but I, I, you know, so I have developed a lot of, you know, regimens for staying out there on the basketball court. And and that's part of the stuff that I share on my YouTube channel is, you know, some of the things that I do, the workouts that I do, and then just being out there, you know, riding my bike as part of my training. And I just can't help but want to share that. And then when I go on Vacations, or I go to different locations with my wife Casey, and we're out there r- riding our bikes. It's an it's an I don't call it an adventure; I call it an e venture. Ah. So I like kind of sharing that stuff and putting a little kind of silly stuff in there. You know, it's it's amusing to me. I don't know. I think maybe other people might find it amusing, but then when I'm talking with my clients about financial planning and trying to tell people when they retire. That, yeah, it's not all about the money that our financial futures and our happiness is so tied in with our health, and people really, you know, kind of sabotage their health by, you know, totally avoidable things. Why do we have so much? diabetes and heart disease, you know, all these preventable diseases or that are caused by our lifestyle of not eating right, not getting, you know, enough exercise, not getting sleep. And we need to flip that on its head. We need to be more holistic about our lives and think about our future selves. And so that's something that I want to develop. Doing financial planning content on YouTube is ultimately where I want to go. I want to put together some, you know, financial planning series that covers stuff that everybody should know how big health is related to your wealth and your happiness in life. So I guess I would say that Grog's World, the YouTube channel is just kind of my playground for this stuff. Just for me to learn how to do video, audio, editing, and put it out there. And one day I'm going to grow up and I'm going to make it into (laughs) a a serious thing, you know, that somebody can actually get some knowledge out of. So that's, that's what I'm doing with this stuff now. It's just being an entertainer. And just, you know, that's what I do. I just, I I love to entertain people. And ever since I was a kid, so this is where I am now. We can all have our own private TV channel, if you will. So, you know, why not?
0: Yeah, exactly. Why not? I love that. I love all of that. So I have listened to you play and you're extraordinary and I just love it. And I will be visiting you. you at Pier 39 and you have... Also, because my sons have all played instruments, you have helped with helped them become better players and it, have collaborated with them. So it's I've seen it firsthand, people. So check out Grog's World. And if you get the opportunity, it would be great for you to see him live. And if not, just go to Grog's World, right? Or go to Exit 52. All right. We will have that in the show notes. Okay. Well. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in and we hope something we said today resonated with you, gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity or inspiration. Please go to screensandfocus.com and subscribe to our website to stay up to date and tell a friend we would love more members of our TV club. You can also check out our blog for TV and movie recommendations. Next episode will be on The Walking Dead, season 11. Oh my God, we're on the home stretch. The last episodes. We'll see you next time. Bye.